Welcome to Sober Soapbox with Shanti, where we're going to talk recovery, healing and transformation and how that influences and affects daily life. If I think it, I'm going to say it and we're going to talk openly about it. Today is one of those days where I have a freaking Speedway circus running rampant through my head. It has not stopped since I woke up. One of those mornings where I have to go, whoa, slow down in there, I'm not keeping up. This constant barrage of thoughts and random rambling conversations all over the place in my head. This used to happen in my drinking days all the time, but it manifested itself in ugly ways back then. Doom and gloom, overthinking situations, trying to keep myself so busy so I felt important. These days, like this morning while I was on what was meant to be one of my peaceful morning calming walks, taking in the fresh air while looking at the flat ocean and all its beauty, it started off fine. I had nothing too much on my mind, but have been feeling a little sluggish and unfocused lately. A random thought of, what can I do after I finish studying? Bearing in my mind, I've only just started studying and it only finishes year end. Then on to, okay, how are we going to accomplish that? Then, wow, it's halfway through the year already. How peaceful is this beach and how beautiful is that view? Oh, look, a flying swan. I've never seen a flying swan before. What time is my Pilates class today? Do I need to fill my car with gas? Should I change my podcast name? I'm not sure I like what it is. Do I need to change more about myself? Did I get back to my sister? Am I good enough? Why do I feel like such an awful person? (sighs) Breathe, breathe, breathe. Did that make you anxious? Because it sure does make me anxious until I go, slow down. Let's think about things rationally and put a plan in place so we can get this shit done. Brain and heart, let's do this together. Then you have to remind yourself you are human and there's only so much you can do. You don't want to swap one chaotic life for another. Remember to enjoy the moment and remember one day at a time and focus on progress, not perfection, and she'll be all right. If all that doesn't work, there's always the serenity prayer and that does work wonders for me and calms me enough after many repetitions and really feeling the words as I'm saying them. All these steps that I have in place for when my mind starts going crazy like this. Then I start looking a little deeper. The truth is there has been a lot on my plate, from work to my podcast to trying to make amends with bad past choices to keeping up with all my kids' sports, coaching one of them, studying, just to name a few and feeling there are just not enough hours in the day anymore to achieve all of this. Then it's household chores and cooking and the never-ending washing piles with three guys in the house. I'm sure so many of you can relate to all of this. I also have a mammogram coming up, which I have been waiting over a month for because that COVID backlog excuse seems to still be in play. And for some reason, I'm banking on bad news because I had to request it because something feels wrong. And we only get them here for free from 45 years old. Thank goodness I have private insurance, but the wait has been agonizing, especially with the constant tug in my boob telling me something is wrong. And especially after I went to a pink ribbon breakfast and the speaker relayed some serious stats on how early detection really is a lifesaver. And then thinking, well, how can it be detected earlier if I can't even get an appointment within a month? My last mammogram was three years ago, and I've been putting it off because as a mom, I guess everything else always comes first. 
I can't solely blame that though. When I was drinking, I never much had time for anything else, let alone the most important stuff like this always falling by the wayside. Anyway, that will be a story for another time, but it was definitely adding to the angst I was feeling. We get so caught up in the culmination of these little things that we start losing our way again, and that's not good for us, especially when we're still trying to heal from a lot. Our thoughts control so much of our lives, and the brain is such a powerful tool, it can really make or break you. If it's one thing I've learned from last year is that we need to learn to slow down. I know a lot of people say, well, that's easier said than done. But the truth of the matter is we are only one person, and there is only so much we can do. Stressing about whatever it is isn't going to change the outcome of that. I was just chatting to a friend this morning and saying this week really has been a little overwhelming and I hardly have those weeks anymore and I know what it is and how it started. It's because there's too much on my plate and I need to slow down. What also factors into this for me is a messed up routine. I've touched on this briefly before that I start to get really restless when days go by and I've missed days of a row in routine for me. As someone who constantly hated the thought of boring routine, this has undoubtedly been the ultimate stepping stone on the way to a better me, both physically and mentally. If I start missing out on one of these few things for a few days in a row, I start to get very restless and my mind goes into overdrive. I've made my routine simple things, a beach walk. This really does clear my mind, but this is not always possible because And some days that can be a week or more in a row when that's bad. We've had the most horrific weather patterns here. It has not stopped raining and I'm sure this adds to mental strain as well. Writing is another, but I'm not always in the mood. Just yesterday I sat for five hours and nothing good that I could use came from that. Frustrating, but it is what it is. Pilates is another part of my routine, but that is an expensive workout choice, so I can only do that twice a week, so I have to choose the days that I go. My brain then starts going into overdrive, and I start focusing on the negatives instead of all the right stuff that's actually working, and I'm actually winning at, which far outweighs the latter. Human nature at its best right there. We tend to always dwell more on the negative stuff, which I've also spoken about before. Like, why would my mind go straight to worst-case death scenario about my mammogram? Is it that hypochondriac built into me, or is it just my bad frame of mind this week, or do I really subconsciously know something is not right? I guess we will find out next week. How is it that we get so wrapped up in our thoughts Chronic overthinking is an absolute no-no for me, and that is something I've managed to stave off until now. So I know routine for me has been a lifesaver. My anxiety is almost non-existent since I stopped drinking, and I hardly get overwhelmed. And when I do, it comes in very small amounts that I can handle. And they don't last long once I speak to myself kindly and remind myself that it will all be okay. I will be okay. But I can't shake this today. My whole Pilates class today, my mind wasn't there. Usually I'm so in the zone. I love it, but even the instructor had to say, where are you after seeing me zone out a few times? I can't shake what I'm feeling this week, and it seems to be snowballing. And I'm battling to stop the thoughts, and I can feel that's getting me into a bad place. This hasn't happened to me since the beginning days of recovery, and I'm really digging deep here to try get back on track. I'm not feeling emotionally and mentally stable at the moment. Why does it feel like absolutely everything is falling apart? 
Why am I starting to obsess over things knowing that it doesn't work? Why are my recovery behaviors not working for me? I have that overwhelming desire to isolate again from everything, to lock myself in a room, switch off the light, climb under the covers, and to just hide from everything and everyone, like the beginning days of depression. I want to switch off. I don't want to think. I don't want to apply anything. My mind is telling me, you know the isolation and obsessing didn't work. My therapy is telling me, you need to face it all, but I don't want to. I don't have any fight left in me. This is how I'm feeling. Can't I just shut down for a while and block it all out and ignore it all? I'm starting to feel like a prisoner in my mind again, and I'm not even drinking anymore. So what's the point of that? What is happening and why? All these destructive emotions that I'm feeling, I'm angry and sad at the same time, I'm feeling resentful, I'm all over the place, it's like a spiral that doesn't want to stop, and then I get to me and start questioning who I am. Maybe I'm just really not a good person and all this is too hard. Maybe I'm just broken and unfixable and not deserving of anything good. Maybe I am rotten to the core. Maybe it would be better if I wasn't here. Possibly time to up the medication. That's heavy shit, huh? See how easy it is to slip into that mindset. So I had to take a little break there because it felt really dark and I felt a little teary because it took me back to somewhere I fought so hard to get out of. And this is not what I wanted for this season, to be honest. I wanted it to be lighter and focusing on all the positives and how to keep ourselves grounded, but also keeping it real and balanced. But this is the reality for me. I'm all or nothing and it's up or down, but I'm still learning how to keep these emotions in check. I went back and then listened to an earlier podcast, one about my darkest moments, and I suddenly remembered how far I had come and the dark hole I had pulled myself out of in these last eight months. How my mind digs me out of these places that I couldn't get out before all of this and how, no, you will not go and isolate and you will not hide who you are from the world because you are strong and you have a lot to offer. You are not your past. You are a wonderful, grateful, loving, happy, funny person. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Recovery is a process. You don't have to be unreasonably expecting lots from yourself or expect yourself to live life perfectly. Remember, one day at a time. And breathe. You will get back to you. It's just a slump you're in. Practice those recovery behaviors that work for you, slowly if you must, and you will find your way out onto the other side. It's okay to have these moments and these big feelings. It's all part of it. Nobody said this was going to be easy, but it has been worth it. The quickest way to get back up is to accept and forgive yourself for not being perfect. Who is? I'd like to meet one person who thinks they have it all figured out. You won't always make the right choices and you won't always trust the right people. That's a fact of reality. You cannot prepare for everything. Keep in mind that's natural and you're human. Keep in mind that had you known better, you would have done better. So accept yourself and forgive yourself. Life is rough and your heart is fragile. It's crucial to respect the process of recovery. Recovery is not a linear journey, but rather a unique and individualized path that requires patience, understanding, and compassion. It is important to acknowledge that everyone's recovery journey is different, and there is no one-size-fits-all approach. 
by respecting the process, we create the supportive environment that encourages individuals to heal at their own pace and in their own way. We need to remember we need to be non-judgmental, offer empathy and provide the necessary resources and support to those on their journey to recovery, especially when looking on ourselves. Together we can foster a culture of respect and understanding, helping individuals reclaim their lives and find lasting wellness. When you find those days where you're hard on yourself, you need to remember that recovery is a transformative process where we embark to heal from various challenges such as addiction, mental health issues, trauma, or any other form of adversity. It's a journey that requires immense courage, resilience, and commitment. We need to not forget that there are dis different aspects of the recovery process and highlight their significance in the stages and the essential elements that contribute to a successful recovery. One, acknowledging the need for recovery. The first step in recovery process is acknowledging the need to change. It requires individuals to confront their struggles, recognize the impact it has on their lives, and develop a genuine desire to seek help and make positive changes. This self-awareness and acceptance lays the foundation for the subsequent stages of recovery. Two, seeking support and building a support system. Recovery is not a solitary journey. It thrives on the support and guidance of others. Seeking support from professionals, therapists, support groups or loved ones is crucial. These individuals provide a safe space. They offer guidance and help individuals navigate the challenges they may encounter along the way. Building a strong support system is essential for sustained recovery. Three, develop coping mechanisms and healthy habits. Recovery involves learning and implementing healthy coping mechanisms to replace destructive behaviors. This may include therapy, mindful practices, exercise, creative outlets, or engaging in hobbies. Developing healthy habits helps individuals manage stress, regulate emotions, and maintain overall well-being. Four, addressing underlying issues. Recovery is not just about treating the symptoms. It also involves addressing the underlying issues that contribute to the challenges being faced. This may involve therapy, counseling, or other forms of professional help to explore and heal from past traumas. Unresolved emotions or negative thought patterns. By addressing these root causes, individuals can experience true healing and growth. Five, embracing self-care and self-compassion. Self-care and self-compassion play a vital role in the recovery process. It involves prioritizing one's physical, emotional, and mental well-being, engaging in activities that bring joy, practicing self-compassion, setting boundaries, and nurturing oneself are essential components of recovery. By taking care of yourself, individuals can rebuild their sense of self-worth and cultivate a positive mindset. Six. Embracing relapse as part of the process. Relapse is a common occurrence in the recovery journey. It is crucial to understand that relapse does not equate to failure, but rather serves as an opportunity for learning and growth. Embracing relapse as part of the process allows individuals to identify triggers, reassess their strategies, and strengthen their commitment to recovery. The recovery process is a transformative journey that requires dedication, perseverance, and support. It is a path towards healing, growth, and reclaiming one's life.
By acknowledging the need for change, seeking support, developing healthy coping mechanisms, addressing underlying issues, embracing self-care and understanding the role of relapse, individuals can embark on a successful recovery journey. Let us foster a culture of empathy, understanding and support, ensuring that those on the path of recovery are met with compassion and encouragement. Together we can create a world where recovery is celebrated and individuals are empowered to live fulfilling and meaningful lives. So when we have those bad days and we're overwhelmed, which we are going to come across, we need to realize and remind ourselves the journey of recovery is like a roller coaster ride with its ups and downs and twists and turns. But amidst the challenges, there's also room for laughter, joy, and lighthearted moments. Recovery is not just about healing, it's about rediscovering the beauty of life, finding humor in the little things, and embracing the moments of pure happiness. So let's remember to sprinkle some laughter and lightheartedness into our recovery journeys because sometimes a good laugh can be the best medicine. So here's to a life filled with smiles, giggles and a heart that's lighter than ever before. So thank you for listening to me chat about life again. And yes, I will be here again next week, same time, same place. As always, feel free to share your stories or send your questions and thoughts through via email where I'll be happy to chat about them or answer any questions. You can connect with me on Instagram at Sober Soapbox and you can use my link tree to subscribe, connect or email or you can email me directly on SoberSoapbox at yahoo.com. Views expressed in this podcast do not constitute advice or services. The thoughts and opinions are mine solely and should not be substituted as professional or medical advice.